Hello friends, welcome to A Runner's Life podcast. We are back for episode two of the Roundtable Discussion, where I'm joined by Rob, Phil and CJ. We are all sub three marathon runners chasing different goals, but we share a passion for running. And in this series, we take a deep dive into our training. In episode one, we discuss what our next marathon is, what's been the biggest hurdles in our training block. We also talked about marathon race day rituals that are essential to us. Then we moved on to talk about the talk that we give ourselves pre-race and what does that look like and how we deal with race day anxiety so for episode two i'm going to kick this off with rob rob can you talk us through your thoughts on how you manage the balance between the goal the outcome versus the process the process i think the goal will come at the end of the process like if you put in the work depending on how long your training block is you'll be set so my thing is, I don't ever really go into a training block with a, a goal of what I'm going to do the next race. My goal comes toward the end of the process. Like, now I got a month left before Berlin. Uh, so I probably got maybe two hard weeks left. And then it's just chill mode. So, like, now I'm starting to think about a goal. But at the end of the day, uh, it's about the process. The process, if you trust it and listen to it, your peers or coaches, uh, they'll get you in the right place to find a goal, and then that's on you to go from there. But if the process is where it's at. It's all about grinding day in, day out. I mean, that's what I like about running. Like, I will say that it's all about process. You can't just go out there and – like, you can go out in a basketball game and drop 50. No problem. Anything like that. I'm not – you're not about to just go out there and run like sub three or run two thirty marathon. Like it takes time. It takes weeks. And that's one thing I like about running too. Like it's also, it's a positive and negative. If you bomb a race, that's in your head for a while. You can, you just don't turn around and run a marathon like the next week. Well, for the most part (laughs) or the next day and capture that goal that you did have a basketball game. You can go out there, shoot 0 for, 0 for 10, no points, have a game the next day, drop 50. Nobody remembers, like, the game that game before. So, like, with marathon running, like, that's something that you got to feed off of over months or weeks until the next time. So, the process is key, man. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for sharing that. And I want to put the same question over to Phil. Okay, uh... The goal always get it started. You know, you, you come up with these wild ideas or whatever you want to do, and then you start the process. And then the process is where it's at. The process is is, is the day in and day out grinding that's going to get you to the goal. And, I mean, the goal is important, but honestly, like for me, like I'm going to hit my goals. So I would be through running if the goal don't constantly move. So you'll constantly move that goal. So, But the process is going to stay the same. So you're going to have to grind it in and out. And I think that's what people, a lot of people relate, even the people that don't run, like they can really take some inspiration or, or some some know-how out of seeing what you do to get to that goal for running. Like you can you can be an example. It's an example. It's like Kipchoge say, it's a marathon is life. So the thing for me is the process. Like uh, I think back now to my, my, uh, my three girls, like when I first started running, they was like, way younger 
they used to be out there and they didn't really understand a lot of it, but they used to like the medals. They would put them on after the races or whatever. You know, they'd come out there when I would be at the track and stuff. But now they older and all of all them are playing sports. So when I had them this summer, we was at the track and I was I was just sitting there filming them. They was warming up, they was doing their warm up room routines and stretching and I'm like, Y'all, y'all more advanced than me because I don't do like pre race stretches and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to see see them knowing now how the process works with, with the sports that they play now. So it's all about the process, but you got to have a goal. The goal will get you started, and then the process is what's going to make you. I agree. I think it's really cool. And you talked about like showing your kids that as well, because then they can see it modeled in real time as opposed to like an abstract idea that you're just talking about. CJ, I'm just going to chuck it over to you. Yeah. Um... In this moment, like, because I'm in, like, an off-season, like, I've had, like, little smaller goals I wanted to hit, like, so in the shorter distances. Like, I wanted to PR the 5K. It's been, like, two years since I PR at the 5K. So that was a, a shorter goal for me. And then I did have that goal to run a sub-five-minute mile, uh, which I was able to accomplish uh, this summer. Uh, so it, it just shows, like, the consistency of the training uh, has, you know, caught up and was able to hit those goals. But to the, to the question – the process over oriented I think like early on, like um, as you guys said, like to get started, you know, you want to have a goal to like help motivate you, but it's really the process that is, you know, the, that's, that's, that's the money back. Like the process is really like what to focus on. And I think it'll be so much beneficial, especially to new runners uh, to just dive into the process more than some arbitrary number because everybody else is like hitting that number. Oh, got to go sub four. Oh, got to go sub three because you don't know where your fitness is going to take you after that training block. <laughs> like you could, you could really be on a, on another level athletically. Um, but you may have sold yourself short because you just was so stuck on this number, or you might be on a number that might be a little bit too advanced for you is over time that that number you'll be able to get there and run those times uh but it's at the end of the day it's that process you know just putting bringing in that consistency making it part of the lifestyle uh to build up for these races and the results will come when when you lean into that process so i'm, I'm heavy on the process part of it and like the goal does help motivate you like oh i'm running these times i can get closer to there uh, but you just don't know where your fitness is going to land once you, you know, complete a training block. I think, yeah, you raised some great points there. And listening to you has made me think about the stuff that I do as well. And I think when you're setting your goals, like you don't want to sell yourself short, but then you don't want to make it too ridiculous. So for me, I just try to set a goal at the start, which is a stretch goal, not something ridiculous out mm. of reach, but not something that's just too easy to achieve. And then I forget it. And then I think it's almost like, do you know what Kobe used to say is like, you write a contract with yourself and go, this is the things I need to do to achieve this goal. And then I forget the goal and I'm just like focusing on that process of like, all right, am I doing this daily? Am I not doing that daily? And then you just have to forget it. Like even in the workouts, because I find that even if you say, I'm going to run, I want to run X time. It's like the workouts will tell you what you're going to run. And you don't, sometimes don't even know that yep. until like quite close to the, to the race day without, you know I mean, because you know you're saying, you could, even, you could be better or you might not be there at all. But as long as you give the effort to, to go for that stretch goal, I'm like, that's what, what matters. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the things that stick out to me, I was listening to uh, Nick Bear's podcast, his videos on YouTube and his coach, uh, Jeff Cunningham, he was like, 
ain't nothing. Uh, there's no surprises on race day. You did the work. There's not going to be a surprise for you on race day <laughs> when you show up, you know, uh, unless you like had a, a crazy block where you were like super injured and you don't know like what your body's going to be able to give. But if you've done the work, like, you know, pretty much in a small range what you're going to run in that race. You just got to go out there and execute. Yeah, yeah, fair point. I think that's so true. That There are no surprises. <laughs> there are no shock results. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So moving on, talking about goals as well, I want to think about like long-term goals within your running and then looking at that as like alongside your growth as a person, but also as an athlete, both are growing in different points. So Phil, I want to kind of put that to you to talk about first. Uh, for this long-term, man, like... Really, I just want to, at this point, man, like one thing I noticed early when I started running, it wasn't a lot of African-Americans running. And, uh, you know, I did a, I did a local race. And some of the local races, you know, they might have the high school basketball team or the high school football team would be at a water station. And I can remember coming to a water station and uh, the little black kids that was there that day, when they saw me, like they face like lit up and like three, four of them trying to give me a cup of water because I'm the I'm the first black person they saw during that race when they handed out cups. So, you know, just little stuff like that make me want to kind of like long term is just to, to show the representation. That's one of the things I noticed when the first my first year in Boston, you know, I didn't see a lot of uh black males or whatever in some of the upper corrals and stuff. And so that led me to work with that's that's why I'm doing some of the work with the black unicorns. Um, just trying to get show representation. Like I don't even want to run Boston no more. I, I've been said that maybe like two Bostons ago. I, I signed up for Boston on the last day last year. Cause people were like, man, you gotta do it. And I'd be like, I don't really want to run that course again. But you know, just to have that representation out there, I think is key. Cause if somebody see a person that looks like them. I mean, that make it more obtainable. It, it was like that for me. Like when I first started running, you know, some of the goals I had, I didn't know how to get there. But when I would see see somebody on social media or somebody that looked like me and they was able to do it. So that lets me know I can do it. So long term, you just want to stay around the sport, either coaching or, or, you know, helping somebody along or whatever to bring the representation to our to our uh, our community. And it's it's really needed because it's a healthy lifestyle. Even in my, even in the neighborhood that I run in now, like this area I run in, when I first started running, I wouldn't see the people that I would see out exercising would be people that's not our, our race. And now I can go out and do a run, and I see more people that look like me. Not saying I'm the cause of that or whatever, uh, but people do notice stuff like. I might see somebody in town and like, man, you the guy be running all the time. I see you everywhere. Or like at one point when I wasn't running, yeah. like I was injured and I had a lot of other personal stuff going on. So I wasn't running for maybe like four or five months. And then I remember like the first day back out running, I'm hearing like three, four, five cars during this run blow the horn at me. And it was just people that's in the community that's used to seeing me run that didn't they hadn't saw me in a while, so now I'm back out, and they they blowing the horn or whatever. So, just really to be like a, a you know, inspiration, motivation, example, however you want to put it to 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 my community. I think it's incredible, man. And as someone has run all of the world marathon majors, I think the Black Unicorn event 
was the, the probably the first one of that kind I've ever seen in any of the races. And I think what you guys are like building, you know, I know there's more people involved. Um, is incredible, and I think yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, they won't let me stop at this point. So <laughs> the train's left the station. You can't stop. Yeah, you 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 in it now? <laughs> yeah, I I, I will. I, I did tell them though. Probably after this year, I'm gonna downgrade from the marathon to where I I just come up and do the five k. <laughs> All right, Rob. I want to put that back to you. Oh man. So same thing with what he said. Really, I didn't see. When I first got running, it's like on social media and everything like that, I didn't really follow any like running content. So like, I never saw it, to be honest with you. And then, like I said, I, in the previous podcast that we first, that we ever did, like I got talked into it. So when I did that, um, before that, I did like little 5Ks and things of that nature. And I never really paid attention, but then I started to think about it when I was near my marathon block for the first time, I was like, man, there was no like black runners. And then I started getting close to my first marathon. I started doing research. I'm like, man, there's like no black runners doing sub three. That made me want to do it even more. Um, but now my goal is like, like what he said, be for the community, things of that nature, be a face uh, that black runners can come to. My coach has talked to me several times and we talked about how, we can grow uh, the field of running in the black culture because he really he really, he believes the same thing I I I do about it. It's just not it's not eye catching for our for our culture. You know, it's not flashy. They like when I think of running outside. I mean, I think of like two fit guys and some short shorts, and long hair flowing, like. That's not going to fly. There's no flash to that. But now if you go to track and field, it's totally different. Them dudes got the, the bling. They got all that. So that's I can see why there's a, a turnoff in long distance compared to track and field. It's very it's very easy to notice if you really look at it. Uh, but I'm just trying to grow it. Definitely here in Indy, there's not a lot of black runners I mean, wherever we go to train, like for our long runs, either both locations, like the one we did yesterday, I was running straight line, pretty much. Oh, I saw a few like older, like well, older people, <laughs> not y'all master people, but uh, <laughs> I saw them walking. I saw them walking, but other than that, there was like no black runners at all. I'm not, I'm out there on that. I was on that route for two and a half hours. Man. What are you talking about, man? Flag on the play. Flag, flag on the play, man. You, you got <laughs> Flag on the play, man. You got to show some respect for the master runners, man. All right, man. I give to you. Y'all, y'all got your six stars. I, I respect y'all. Y'all, yeah, y'all got me. Yeah, but nah, it. I just, I just want to be like PK in the younger version as far as like getting, getting it up to his level so there can be master runners. Like, there's not many people at my age doing it, so I doubt there's many master runners. So I, the the goal is to grow it to get to the master runner level. Um, the black community but i think like what you're saying is important by showing up by doing it you just don't know who you're inspiring 
so I want to talk a little bit about a a moment in your training. I mean, it could be something historic or even your current marathon training, because that could be a little bit more relevant where you're like, man, okay, this is time to level up. And I'll start with, actually, I'll start with Phil. For, for, uh, for me and, and the training, the training I'm in right now, for me, I mean, I'm not hitting paces that I want to hit, but I know, I know the weather got a lot to do with that. But one thing I, I started this year was like, I'm a low volume runner. Like, that's why I was saying earlier, listening to y'all with your training and stuff, I'm kind of like an amateur because I, I would only run like 100 miles for the month. And if I could put together three months in a row where I ran over 100 miles, I knew that equal, I'm going to have a good race where I'm going to be around the three-hour mark. Or I'm going to be right under 125 for the half. Dang. So, I mean, I was running low value. And this year, I, I uh, it started kind of towards the end of last year, maybe like uh, December. But I didn't quite hit 200 miles that month. So, like, starting in January, I started hitting 200 miles every month. And I was, like, getting into more mileage, that should should level up. So, hit the 200 for the first three months of the year. I went to to Tokyo and I ran 255. And actually, that 255, I felt like the first three miles, it was so crowded. And the way they corral in in Japan, they'll put – 230 runners in their same corral with three twenty with three thirty runners. That's crazy. And it it don't they don't like section it out. So the first three, four miles I was like just running around people and all that. And then I got into a good little stretch to where I was able to open up and then I got to the last five K of that race and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna PR at this point. So I might always just kind of shut it down because I knew I had Boston coming up maybe like a month later. So I stuck with the 200 for another month. I went to Boston and kind of the same thing. The first three, four miles, I couldn't really open up my gate. And then I started feeling like tightness. Like I actually thought I was going to cramp until I got to my, like mile 14. I saw these two, uh, these three black guys on the side of the road. And, and that's kind of like going back to their representation thing. Like at that point, I thought I may cramp up and not make it. And then those three uh, guy was like, bro, we see you out there, man. We see you keep going. And then after that, it's like a switch turned on. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get to these hills. And I'm going to crush you. So I got to Boston and ran on a way harder course and ran 251. So, I mean, the more miles I get in, like if I can stick with these 200 miles a month, I feel like that's the, that's the level up to where going to Chicago, at this point, I got a bigger goal in mind. But We'll see. This heat right now got me pegged out. So if anything, it's just uh, doing more miles. So I've stuck to 200 miles a month all of this year going into this month. So, I mean, that just shows the experience as well. You know your body. You know what works for you. And I think just stick with it. I want to put that question to Rob. Can you talk a little bit about experience that relates to you? Man, it's so crazy that he said that. So, like, it's different strokes for different folks, man. Like, he said 100 miles a month, 200 miles a month. Like, I'm over here. That gave me anxiety. Like, I couldn't, I could not do that. Like, but saying that at the same thing, at the same place, though, like, he's getting the job done. So, like, everybody has their own niche, man. Like, there's no way, like, I could go into a race confident with that amount of mileage. Like, there's absolutely no way that I could feel positive about my training block doing that. Like, 
he was, he said 200 miles a month. Like, bro, I did 200 miles the last two weeks. Like, you know what I'm saying? But just because I'm doing that doesn't mean I'm going to have a great race or I'm going to have a better race than him. It's it's just crazy how people got different training factors, you know, uh, which is cool. It makes you respect everybody's hustle. Like, just because somebody doing that many miles doesn't mean he's going to knock out the park. Just because somebody's doing that less than miles doesn't mean they're lazy either. So you got to find that happy medium in the training. But apart from me for leveling up this block, um, I've tried to make my long runs even faster. I wouldn't say like marathon goal pace, but make my long run pace. Because we usually, our long runs, and we can go out there, we'll be talking the whole time, usually around like 6.40, 6.30 for a long run. I've been trying to cut that down to like 6.30, 6.15. Um, and, and it's still conversational. I've had some success with that, this training block. So it lets me know like when I step on the gas, I should be able to go. But really the biggest thing for me, this training block is listen to my body. I mentioned in the last podcast that like, I haven't raced a race healthy in a long time. And so if I'm feeling a little knit, like a little ache in the hamstring or the knee or something like that. I take off the gas, like coach now, we dial it back some. But the biggest thing is not like overlooking the injuries, man. So I'm leveling up this train block by just listening to my body. It's it's way, <laughs> it's easier said than done, I'll say that. There's many times like, man, I only got like three miles left. I got this little ache in my knee, like it's fine. Instead, I'm like, no, I'm not even going to push it. I'm going to dial back to like 7.30, call it a cool down, and I still got my miles done. It's just not as fast as I want it to be. Like, everything doesn't have to be fast. So I think that's another level up too. like maturity. Like, you don't have to blow everything out of the water just for some Strava numbers or things of that nature. So uh, I'm excited that I'm actually taking advice this time. It wasn't that I was like – not taking advice last time, but you just get in that mindset. Like you got to kill everything, but you really don't. So my level up is just listening to my body, man. It's almost like you want to push, but then it's almost having like that like Icarus moment of being like, all right, am I flying too close to the sun now? I don't want to burn. It feels good, but I need to make sure I'm kind of being sensible, but pushing at the same time. But I think it's interesting though. Like you're saying, you've, you've got to find where that limit is for you. It's, it's always that, that, just that limit, isn't it? That breaking point where we're trying to find. Bro, 200 miles a month? Like, how? how? Like, and, that's the, <laughs> and, and that's that's like the most, bro, for real. Like, I ran, I ran uh, 117 half off a little less than 200 miles a month. I mean, that's great. What's your tapers like? So, like, when it comes to a marathon, my taper, like, my taper weeks, I'm around 70, 80 miles. Like, we found out, it's funny because, like, you want your legs to be super fresh. Like, we found out that my legs, I, I'm better with my legs not as fresh, which is crazy. But we want them to have a little bit of wear on them going into the race, not, like, fresh, fresh. <laughs> I, it it depends on how you get to your fresh, fresh. Like, my understanding on the taper is you want to keep up the number of, like, if you used to running – seven days then you might want to still run seven days you just might want to cut the intensity back or cut the mileage back 
or both cut the mileage and the intensity back, but still get in those those seven days. Or if you're running six days, you know, run six days, but cut the intensity and the mileage back. And that that alone is gonna freshen your legs up. And but you don't wanna go from running seven days that week to running just three days and saying you're gonna uh freshen your legs up because that might not work. That might I mean, maybe depending on the situation, though, you might need to do that. Like if you got a, a niggle or, you know, some pain somewhere, you might want to just take off all the way and just show up healthy. But like uh, Mel, one of the things Mel, uh, he comes to the black unicorn thing every year. Mm-hmm. One of the things he said, you know, you rather you want to show up to the uh, you rather show up under train than over train to, mm-hmm. to, to the start line. I mean, he won Boston, so. I think you know what he's talking about. So Yeah, I read his book, man. That's where I got my like, – I've been pushing my teammates to do, like, a longer run with me, and I finally, like, talked them into it. But, like, they usually, like, used to tap out around 22. Now I got my girl Hannah. She she doing, like, 24, 25 with me. And, like, it feels so smooth. Like, I, the, last, the last three weeks, I feel like I could have easily went the distance. And – like not not like goal pace, but just like an easy under thirty. I mean under three hours, but it's smooth, man. Like I'm feeling strong. Like that's where you want to be at. Like you can at the end of your long run, you want to feel like oh, I had several miles left. You know, even if you're not doing like goal pace, just like easy coast. That's feel. It's a good boost. CJ, I want to put over to you. Yeah, Boston. Boston. Like overall for the race, it went good. Uh, I, I think it's so interesting because how shot Rob is. He's like, what, 200 miles? You know, what, what? And you ready, what, <laughs> Like, the correlation isn't there. Like, it doesn't, it, that don't add up. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's one of the things, like, as, as you stay around longer in the run game, it's, uh, it's something that you, it just shows to the consistency and different people's talent levels, right? Um, like, some people need higher volume as Rob said he needs it to feel confident going into the race that he's done the work to to get that, that time goal he's seeking and uh PK for you he's like all right if I could just be consistent I could just show up healthy I'm I'm gonna go out there and run this time I'm looking to run uh so for for me like I'm typically lower uh mileage as well I think I finally hit 80 miles in a week um in the last block training for Boston um typically i will get up into the 200s uh for a marathon block like the last three blocks but uh overall i'm typically like a lower lower mileage um i i don't want to have to run 100 mile weeks i I, as you don't want to run over three hours i don't want to have to run 100 miles in a week that just sounds terrible (laughs) uh i do think at a certain point like you know if you are pursuing at the level of trying to go under 240, um, like I think you, you like you just have to do the work. You you're gonna have to turn up the volume uh, to to like accelerate that process to get there. Uh, so yeah, for like for me, I'm I want to stick around where I'm at volume wise, but I think it's gonna be necessary to to go up in volume a little bit and uh, just bringing it back to like the whole the whole Boston course because Boston's a it's technical course is hilly. Um, and then the workload to, you know, try and go out there and have a great race is, is so interesting because you don't know about how you're going to respond to that type of race until you do one of those type of races. 
uh, because most of my races have been flat outside of L.A., but I party pace that. But to race on a hilly uh, course is is so different and is is so unique. So you, you're not going to be prepared for it until you go through it. And then now you can understand like how to best prepare for it, whether that may be more volume uh, that may be required or it may be more strategy and hill work uh within the train i think actually it's a fair point actually going back to what you said about the the mileage and i think to give a bit of context like the times that rob's going for like i think that's right you probably do need to do that more mileage i think up to a point if you're just wanting to do sub three i think Mm -hmm. you could there's a there's a there's a limit i'd say but i think you can get away with certain types of mileage up to a point but then with the years of experience i think it does help as well up to a point and it's just knowing where you're at and what goals you're going for so like neither is wrong or whatever but like it's sort of give some context into that just in case people are thinking why is this man running 100 mile weeks for like what's he doing it for (laughs) (laughs) rob has some 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 high level goals i don't know if everybody know listening rob's goals is is next next olympic trials to be in the mix so (laughs) he he, he up there (laughs) and Rob, put a time on Berlin, man. What's what's the time, bro? Oh man, don't put don't do that to me. Uh, put a time on it, man. Well, my teammate, I'm I'm running that with her. The goal is to get her an OTQ, so we're gonna be two thirty five, two thirty six, and then in October, if I'm health, if I can turn out healthy at the end of Berlin. Ah oh, man, I'm thinking. My coach is thinking after yesterday, two twenty nine. So we looking two twenty nine, two thirty two range. That's the October goal. But I don't know. I gotta y'all put you put me under the gun right there. But uh, Berlin, we looking two thirty five. That's yeah. doable. Yeah, I mean that's something I feel like I could have got in Boston. So I think we'll be straight. Like she's locked, my girl Hannah, man. She's she's locked in. She she's a different breed. She's literally the coldest runner in Indy as far as like the female side goes. Like nobody touching her. Uh, and it's cool. Like she's at that level on the lady side, and then like on me, the guys are like I ain't nothing. <laughs> Cause the guy, you know how guys are. It's the the time difference is crazy, and I'm running. We're running in the park on Saturdays. I'm running around these other OTQ guys or 218, 225 range guys. I'm like, man, I ain't nothing compared to them. But over here with her, like, oh, I'm, I'll be cooking her sometimes. Like, yeah, make me feel good. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to work together. Teamwork made the dream work. We're going to get her OTQ for sure. Yeah, man. And you ran 242 in Boston. So, yeah, I mean, it seems realistic, especially in a flatter, faster course when you think of, of a Berlin. And you can sort of settle into your pace, really. So I just want to like switch up a little bit. I know we've been talking about faster times. Put that to one side. I mean, when you look at like the average finishing times for like a marathon, they're getting higher as like more people get involved and take part, which is good. It's good for the sport because you can't just have like a limited pool of people running it. So do you think that running fast matters in the general context of like running culture? Uh, I think to some people it does. I mean, the competitive side of you, uh, uh, probably more so with guys and girls, but I mean, the competitive side, you want to see what you can do and then you, you want to have something to compare it to. So I, I think in that sense, you know, you want to, you want to accomplish something like for me, it's just about, you know, it's, 
that you hear the concept me versus me all the time, but you know, like for me, like even for Chicago, like the the age group world championships, like for next year, they go into a time based qualification. So like for my age group to get an automatic qualifying time, if you hit two forty two, you win. Uh, before it was set up more so like if you it would take your best two times out of the two races you ran that was in that series or whatever and they would add the two times together where you finished in your age group and they would combine the point total and that's how you got invited so of course for me I'm a little competitive so when they put that 242 out there I'm like I can run 242 now going through the process of getting to 242 that's a whole different thing Will I run 242 in, in Chicago? I don't know. Like, if you ask me right now, based off my training, I would say no. But it's I got seven weeks left. I can run that pace. And you just never know what happened on race day. Would that be the goal? Yes, that'll be the goal. So, Rob, I'll put a stamp on my time. I'm, I'm shooting for 242. The, the, the training ain't saying 242 right now, but I got seven weeks. I got patience, so we'll see. But, yeah, so to answer that question, I, I think, for, especially with guys, if you're competitive, then, then time does matter. I think for some people, though, the marathon is just about completing it. It's about proving that you can do hard things. It's about, you know, just – because I, I, I got friends on both sides of that, that rainbow. I got competitive friends. I got friends that just enjoy running. <laughs> they don't drink shots like CJ. <laughs> They like being out there, man, and they just like finishing 26.2. And to me, either way, it's a big deal to me because if you can do 26.2 miles on feet, whether it take you six hours, whether it take you two hours and 30 minutes or, or 201, you know, it's, it's, it's still the same for us, like, completing the goal. It's the same mileage. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think CJ wants, wants to answer that, but also respond back to that shots comment. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you know, you got to have fun out there. I think it's so cool, like, in a race, like, there's, like, for instance, for San Diego, for that race, like, the neighborhood, like, their whole portion of the, the course is like the party, like they call it like a bar because literally you're going around in their neighborhood and they all have tents and like huts set up with shots, with drinks, with beer. So especially when like the later crew is coming through, that's not competitively racing it. You know, they got to just have a good time. But, you know, they're, they're it's like the neighborhood is tailgating for the race. And so, uh, you know, it's just cool to experience that in the race setting because I, I, the pressure was completely off for running that race. Uh, so if you, if you do a partake in adult beverages and you happen to be party pacing and there's one available, by all means, go take it. You know, it's, it's carbs. Like it's, it's beer. If you get beer, it's carbs. You know, you good. If you get a shot, you know, it's going to help your blood, you know, so you good. Hey, <laughs> it's going to drink too much. Hey, CJ, what mile was it at, man? What mile was you hitting the shots at? Uh, the first one is what about at mile four or five? Uh, oh, it's over. It's yeah, over. about four or five. The first one. Yeah, <laughs> my race would have been over with at the ten. Yeah, I've been on my face. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's it's all good. Like you just you just keep going. I mean, they did hit a little bit later in the race. <laughs> um, 
Well, you almost done. So you just, you know, you know, you just keep you just keep going out there. <laughs> Still moving forward, just take another one. Just yeah, just to aid it. <laughs> oh my word. Oh man. Y'all notice he said the first one he hit was at mile four, so that means he hit another one somewhere. Yeah, I, I had about three, four of them things and a couple of beer shots. Uh, I was gonna take a gel, but it was one guy. He was he was looked like he was racing it. So, and then I had grabbed the gel before he came up, so he missed it. So I was like, "Here you go, man. You need it more than I do." Yeah. So I gave him the gel that they was giving out, and I just I just ran off. Funny man, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, it's almost like you're cheating uh, by taking the gel. You're like I can't take that. I've got to take. I've got to stick with the alcohol. But yeah. Right, you know, I, you know, I ain't finna cheat nobody today. That might make the difference in them PR tonight. You know, I ain't, I'm not going for a PR today. So, oh, that's fair, Rob. I'm gonna put it back to you. Uh, man, speed's important to me. Um, but like in general, I've never knocked anybody for a certain time or anything like that. Now, like if you running off at the mouth and you talking about you can do this and that, and then you don't get it, you might hear something, but. In general, I think everybody should try a marathon. Like, it's really life changing. Like, and no matter the time, like, a, uh, you can run a mile in six minutes, you can run a mile in 12 minutes. At the end of the day, it's still going to be one mile. So, as long as you can get out there and do it and you have the capability and the willpower, you should go ahead and try it. Like, CJ and PK said, like, not a lot of people can finish a marathon in general. So, just being able to say you did a marathon and completing it, no matter the time, it's very important, but the, the competitive side of me is always going to be about speed. Um, so speed is important, but overall the culture of running is just so crazy. And like, you'll notice once you actually get out there on the course and do it, it does not, it does not, uh, it is, it doesn't matter what your speed is. Like the fans out there, they're going to show you love no matter what things of that nature. So, it's all about, to me, it's all about getting out there and doing the job and enjoying it it's for the for the normal person. But, like, if you locked in and doing it like like we are, uh, speed is big. Yes. Uh, ju- jumping on to the speed thing, like, I think the great thing about this sport, especially as, in a, you know, coming into it, um, mid-adult years, right, is that it gives you something to – be you know competitive in right so uh coming into the sport like you know you just want to complete the distance but if you stay in the game and then you actually train and you know make it part of lifestyle now you got something like to compete in and to look forward to and it's kind of like because the last time i played organized sports was in was in high school you know playing football so it's like yeah i can go out there and compete and then my arena is uh, big cities, you know, Chicago or L.A. or Miami, these big cities uh, are yeah. my arena that I'm able to, you know, go out there and, you know, put on my best effort um, for, you know, the event. So I think I think speed is important for each individual person um, because the only reason we have, you know, the time qualification because it gets you into another event or, you know, it, it gets you like first overall in the race. But, you know, you got to be you know, on a whole, like you go, you gonna know if you on that level, but, <laughs> but you got uh Boston that, you know, requires for most men sub three times for women sub three thirty times. So it gives people something to shoot for. 
uh, but to, to enjoy the race, to enjoy the sport, um, time time isn't as important uh, when, when it comes to that. And I think everybody can come out here as long as you're healthy and able to run and, you know, get out here and, and you know, put your best foot forward. Yeah, man, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, running is, you know, different for different people and you've got to find what works for you. I think for me, speed is relative because I didn't, I started off slower. I don't even still consider myself that fast in fairness though. But I do think like when you look at say like Boston compared to London, the the vibe and just the atmosphere is completely different. The thing I loved about Boston and I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure you guys can relate to this as well is that, you know, people have qualified to be there. Majority of people obviously you've got, you know, charity places as well. And there's that picture of me and you, CJ, um, at the start. And you see, like, you're just rolling deep with all these people that have trained to be, like, running a sub-three pen, and you're all rolling together. And this feels, like, amazing to be in that pack as you're all kind of moving together. But then I can be at London, and, like, yeah. the emphasis isn't on, like, you've got championship places, and which are faster qualifying times. Like, for men, it's sub-240. Uh, again, uh, good for ages, sub-three. But you've only got about 6,000 places out of about 40,000 places. So the majority of places are for ballots or for charities. So the atmosphere is different and their take on it is different to, say, the Boston Marathon. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting when I go for, to both races, it's almost like I've got to speak a different language. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah, that picture was wild. When I saw it, I was like, we don't have two chocolate folk on this picture right here, man. Like, that's like the percentage of, you know, of us at this race overall. <laughs> In Boston, it's a little bit more uh... – well, it's a lot more competitive, but it's a lot of egos out there in a good way. Because I always tell people the atmosphere in Boston is different from every other major. The lead up to that is you can tell the people that's there is people that take take time very serious. And so if you go to London, though, it's more like, you know, it, 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 that race is more tailored for the people that's back of the pack. Because, like, I've done the race, and some of the people that finish later, they'll tell me how – big the crowds were and this and that and then at the front of the race they're not really getting out there yet it's it's some out there but it's not as many as as far as like the back of the pack that's out there rooting on and cheering for them so i definitely understand the the the, the having to switch over from london to uh yeah that, that's Boston. so true people don't get out there early so man we be like you no know, we running fast and we miss the big the bigger crowds out there in the races yeah um but you know everybody you know, you be so locked in a lot of time, you'll miss a lot of it, though, uh, especially when you be in the pan cave. But if we could just get everybody out there early, like it's Chicago, Chicago, people be out there early. Like, people be out there. You come out that tunnel, Chicago I come out that tunnel, Chicago I ain't never seen so many people in my life ready at 7 a.m. for a marathon. Like, it, it, yeah. I was it, was, it, was, it was wild, man. But... Yeah, them, them crowds, man, people be out there cheering for you and just you know, encouraging people. And I think a lot of people do get inspired. Like like when you go watch a marathon um, and you just see, the, the you know, all people from all walks of life just out there, you know, doing it. Make one leg, two legs, no legs, wheelchair, <laughs> like blind. <laughs> like it is so, it's yeah. so amazing, you know, they're just persevering and, overcoming their challenges everybody got a different challenge they're gonna have to overcome and you know they go out there and they do the thing yeah man true story i think you're saying you're right like there's so many people that you see that inspire you it's it's incredible so many people from different walks of life yeah um 
Yeah. When I was in, uh, at Boston last year, around mile 24-ish, it was a guy out there, and he was he was cheering, but he was yelling out to everybody in the marathon. He was like, you know, you guys are awesome. You're showing the world what uh, humility looked like. And he was like, this is what humility looked like. And, and like you said, CJ, you got people that's one leg, two legs, no legs, blind, deaf, white, black, and we all run in the race, and we all – everybody in a marathon uh, roots you on to get to the finish. So we all rooting for each other. We all trying to help each other. Like you said, you got a jail for somebody that missed that jail and gave it to him so he could finish. So we all working together to get to a goal. And that's something that, you know, a lot of times in, in today's world, you don't really see that. It's almost like it's dog eat dog. You know, it's competition like that, but it's not that type of competition. It's a competition where everybody wants to see everybody get to the finish. Yeah, man, totally agree. I think one more uh, topic before we wrap this up, because I know CJ's got to catch a flight. I really want to like bolt this onto uh, what we just talked about. Blame Hurricane there. Hillary. Hurricane Hillary had me change my flight, man. <laughs> he had a PR. He had a PR engagement. No longer. <laughs> True story. Yeah. True story. So, like, obviously, talking about uh, being inspired by other people, is there anyone that inspires you? doing your training now um, and that could be running that could be someone else and i'll start with rob on that one that inspires me through my training like somebody i can look up to i don't say look it in the mirror uh, we've got that <laughs> i'm himothy <laughs> i'm him no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> hey <laughs> you said it nah Man, really, like you said, that Kobe quote, because that pops up a lot, actually, on my reels and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, two different sports, basketball, running. But, like, it's it's Kobe for sure. That's where I gain a lot of my stuff, my inspiration, or, like, when I'm feeling down. Um, it's really Kobe. And then outside of that, it's the fam, like, uh, you miss time and things like that. So, like, they inspired me to go out there and try to do my best a lot. So, I mean, those are my two inspirations, really. Family and Kobe, man. Family and Kobe. And then, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. also putting black runners on the map. I mean, that wasn't an inspiration until I got to the Black Unicorn event last year. Like, I, it really hit me. I was like, man, there's really not a lot in the game. Uh, we really got to put on, and that's just more like I, I want to go out here and cook people and let people let people know like black runners are a thing. It's not track and field; like we can do long distance too. So that's my three. That's great to hear, CJ. I'll put that to you. Yeah, um, inspiration wise, I'm gonna touch on a couple of different, just probably based on like the timeline. So like starting out, uh, just you know, hearing of other. Um, Black Runners doing sub three and uh, getting the six stars. So, Marcus, you, when I discovered your podcast and then I was following uh, Winthrop at the time and hearing the story of, you know, going after and finally hitting sub three and then PK and your story of uh, just crushing and going sub three. I was like, dang, they got that people out here really doing it. Like, I, I, I could do it too, man. I'm, I'm inspired. Uh, but then when you do it, like, so for me, like now, you know, we're on the other side of, you know, sub three, and that's such a big goal to accomplish in the running sport. Uh, now, I'm still inspired by, you know, 
the work that you guys do and the consistency. But now it's, I'm looking at other people's journey trying to get there. And it's just so inspiring to see as, you know, they're building up. And it takes me back to that place when, you know, I was a new runner and trying to figure it out and how to uh, get to that point where, you know, I can qualify for Boston and run sub three. So um, it's a few runners out there that's, you know, gunning for it. Like they're right there um, to go sub three. And then a few runners that, you know, are just starting their journey and, you know, got potential to, you know, be cute. So I'm reading their stories on social media and just trying to offer advice or encouragement. Uh, it's so great to see because that's what, that's what keeps the sport going. You know, that build up from, oh, I'm just getting into running. Oh, I think I can qualify. Oh, I'm doing it and I'm there. So those stories is what, you know, keeps fueling me. And uh, man, I, I can't wait to celebrate a few people uh, this year and next year. I totally agree with that. Like you, you're right though. You like everyone inspires each other, and yeah, shout out to Winthrop as well. Like when I see the workouts that he's doing in Jamaica, I'm like, he reminds me of you, Rob. I'm like, he's just he's just killing it. I'm like, bro, how are you running in this heat at <laughs> those paces? And you just and you see my Boston just like charging up like the Newton Hills, just like it's going out for a jog. I'm like, bro, like what have you been to today? Like, how do you how do you do this, man? <laughs> like, bro, you're not normal, but you know, he's 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 amazing. Um, Phil, over to you, bro. <laughs> it was funny, CJ. You just said that uh, about Winthorpe, and then what you said, Marcus. I remember, uh, what was it twenty? Yeah. It was it was last year's Boston. Not not 2023 uh, Boston, but 2022 Boston. I remember getting to the Newton Hills, and I was just like, that was a fun run at that point. But I, he, he started – he got to the to the start line late, so he had to start in a later corral. And I don't know, probably like around mile 18 or whatever. I'm going up that long hill. And here come Winthorpe. He's just <laughs> knifing up the hill, like past everybody. And I remember after I saw that, this year I said – I want to be like that. So after the, after Tokyo, I came back and I trained on nothing but hills. So where I could kind of be like Winthrop, it was just charging up them hills, man. So yeah, like you guys, man, like it's it's just the other people around me, like everybody. I mean, like people that just getting out the door and getting it, man. Like sometimes I be in my bed on Saturday mornings and, and I do 99% of the training on my own solo run, every single run. So sometimes just getting out the door, man, I have to be on social media and I see, you know, people getting it in and then that'll, that'll pop me out of bed. It might be <laughs> midday, but I, I go ahead and get out there. But it's one guy in particular, and I don't know if y'all follow him or not, and he's a master runner. He's like 60, 65, 69, something like that. But uh, Luther Isaac, he'll run, he run up in the D.C. area. But, man, this guy here is... 60 plus years old and i'm talking about consistently every day he out running before the sun come up he called his crew the uh zero dork 30 crew and he normally be at boston he, he normally be at boston but this year because i hit him up to see was he coming and he was like nah he gonna pace a friend that's trying to qualify for boston for there was a race that was the same weekend as boston so he didn't make it i'm hoping he'll be at boston next year so y'all can meet him but yeah, Luther Isaac, man. If y'all get a chance, look him up on social media. Follow him. He gonna do his runs every day. He gonna have a uh, he gonna have a uh, he gonna have a motivational quote behind it, and it's just like clockwork, man. He just consistent, consistent. And, I, and, and when I see that, I see somebody that's you know sixty plus years old can get out the door every day before the sun come up and get their run in, 
and be consistent in it. That's just that's big motivation to me. So for his motivation, it ain't even about time. It's about the consistency. It's about doing it, and it's about you know carrying yourself in a positive way, trying to motivate others, help others. So so that's my inspiration, man. Shout out to Luther Oz. Yeah, great. Yeah, great example there. And yeah, hopefully we get to meet him. Yeah. You run his fan club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I follow. I don't hey, know if I follow. Truth, yeah, but that consistency is key, man. Like, you don't miss a beat. <laughs> that you know what that that takes me back to when I was first training. Uh, this tangent, when I was first training for Disney Marathon, right? And the family, you know, they're like, "Man, we don't run distance." Like, and I was documented training like all my runs daily, and they were like, "I really want to see if this man ain't gonna do it. Ain't gonna do all the workouts and do the race." And so, like, after I finished the race, a lot of my, like, some of my uncles that came up to me, like, yeah, we'll, we'll watch it. We'll see it if you was going to do it. And you did it, man. We proud of you. But that's the consistency, man. Like, people, people, people watch get people, man. People the consistency. Yeah. And that's what'll motivate people, man. Like, the consistency going out there every day, that'll motivate people more than running, you know, a fast mm-hmm. time. Because a lot of people see the fast time and be intimidated by it. They be like, oh, I'm not going to do yes. that fast. So it really ain't no sense to me even running because I'm not going to run that fast. But if they can lock in on the consistency of you doing a little bit every day, every day, and it ain't really about the time, it's about the consistency, you'll motivate some people, man. For Chicago, I ended up talking to my, uh, my cousin's husband. He's going to come up there and do a 5K. He's going to do the 5K. He never ran a 5K, never ran anything, but on a family trip, I was able to talk him into coming up there doing the 5K. Uh, my little brother, he he agreed to come up to Chicago and and do the 5K. So that's going to be – I'm going to be a cheerleader in Chicago more than, than so much of a runner. Like, to me, that's going to be more uh, satisfying than, than going out the next day and running in the little, uh, the little Abbott age group championship thing. That's dope, man. Because a lot of people, they'll be like – they'll talk about the speed, like, man – I tell them they should try one. They be like, I don't, I can't do it as fast as you. Like, that's not the point. Like, I, if I'm telling you to run something, I'm not gonna expect you. Or if I ask you to run with me, I'm not asking you to run my pace. Like, mm-hmm. I need people. Like, like on Sundays, I like to run. I mean, it's an easy, slow pace. And I'll ask people if they want to run. I'm like, man, I can't keep up with you. I'm like, no, I need you. <laughs> In a way, respectfully, I need you. I don't need to go fast. Like. Is like I said, different strokes for different folks, man. Just get out there and do it. You don't gotta be fast, and nobody's gonna make fun of you for getting exercise. Like at the end of the day, you yeah. get exercise. Like who who can make fun of somebody for getting some exercise? It don't matter the speed. Just go out there and do it, man. It's 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 life changing. Yeah, absolutely, man. You three definitely inspire me for different reasons. For you, Rob, I love your like competitive nature and just like just the will to go for it. Like that inspires me for sure and just like the way you're getting after it cj like seeing your journey from like where you started to like where you're going it's just mate it's incredible uh and to see you still enjoy it and combine the fun is amazing and there's like a newly fledged masters runner like i get a lot of inspo from phil and like i just respect as well like every time i've seen him like he just like he just locks into the speed during a marathon and just goes I think the last two times I've seen Phil Abarford, he's been like, hey, Marcus. I'm like, hey, Phil. And Phil is me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, one day, one day, Phil. <laughs> I don't say that out loud to him, though, because obviously that's just, that's just hating to this. But in your head, like, uh. <laughs> Hey, when I saw Marcus at uh, Boston, like, I'm just, 
I'm just I was behind him for a little while. And I'm I'm just running behind and I'm seeing all the people, hey Marcus, go Marcus. <laughs> and so finally after about the third person telling this, I said, What's up, international superstar? <laughs> When I, I was like, let me get let me get away from this guy. He over here in America. He's from London. He got a he got a fan club. Every so every, every yeah, every mile. I'm like, man, let me get away from him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go to London and get some clout next year. Man. We've got to make that happen. We've got to make that happen. Anyhow, guys, uh, I really appreciate the chat and uh it's great getting your experiences and uh yeah, we're gonna wrap that up for episode two. So thank you for joining in. Hey, thank you for having us. Appreciate it, man. Much love, y'all. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it.